No more shenanigans, no more tomfoolery, no more ballyhoo. Today is Thursday, November 9th, and the Yankees have reportedly identified their primary outfield target, Cody Bellinger. In this episode, we'll break down Bellinger's season, career, and potential contract, plus your voicemails. Should Big Stein lower ticket prices? Not going to happen. This is NYY Recaps. Welcome to Yankee Stadium. Just when they thought I was out. Hey, pull me back in. How's it going, everybody? How's it going? Welcome back to another off-season hot stove episode of NYY Recaps. I see the chat is beginning to uh, fill up. I actually just saw a few minutes ago uh, a story that's kind of making its way across social media today. I was a little bit late on it that the Yankees and Red Sox had mutual interest in a deal this summer that would have had Glaber Torres going to the Red Sox and Alex Verdugo going to the Yankees. That would have been a pretty terrible trade on the Yankees' part. I get that Alex Verdugo is a left-handed outfielder. The Yankees need that, and they have a surplus of infielders, but no chance that happens. Uh, Alex Verdugo is just not on Glaber Torres' level skills-wise. Just Yankees judge says we need Yamasoto. I like that. That's a really funny. It's like uh, when Ben Affleck was uh, dating J Lo, and they called it Afflo or whatever they called it. I don't remember. <laughs> hey now, uh, but on to the topic that I got online to discuss, and that a lot of you t- tuned in to hear about. We got a report last night from the unsinkable John Heyman. And I call him John, I call him unsinkable John Heyman because no matter how many icebergs this guy runs into, he just keeps cruising along with the rumors and reporting. Uh, but he said that the Yankees' top offseason target is going to be Cody Bellinger. Cody Bellinger, who we have talked about on this channel for months. Um, there was a chance this summer that the Cubs would trade him. He kind of signed a prove-it deal with the Cubs, and he proved it. There was an attempt by the Yankees to pick him up this summer, but the Cubs decided to hang on to him to try and make a playoff push, but it did not work out. So we'll dive deeper into the player that Bellinger is in just a second because I've been seeing a lot of pushback, and to a certain degree, the pushback is warranted. He's had some down years. He's had some injuries, but... I'm going to explain why I'm a little bit bullish on Cody Bellinger to continue to put up good numbers. Again, just 28 years old. But when it comes to rumors that you hear every winter, some of them are going to sound outlandish. Some of them are going to be long shots. This one, though, I think makes a lot of sense for both sides. Cashman said the other day, that he plans to target two left-handed hitting outfielders this offseason. Knowing that Dominguez is coming back midseason and will be your center fielder at age 21, I think you can pencil him in for midseason. That means the Yankees have to fill two spots. Left field, where right now you've got Everson Pereira and kind of a mix of also-rans, and you've got to fill center field until Dominguez gets back. I think Kevin Kiermeyer is the guy that the Yankees are going to go with to fill up the stopgap 
portion of that equation in center field. Three months or so, I can deal with him starting and then sliding into that fourth outfielder role where he's an excellent defensive outfielder. He's highly capable, covers a lot of ground. He can play left field if you need him to. He can play right field. I could see that happening. And Bellinger makes sense as a left fielder because he's a great defensive outfielder. And in Yankee Stadium, to play left field, you've pretty much got to play like a center fielder. It's so spacious. It's more spacious than some ballparks center field. And so he's got to be able to you know, cover a lot of ground out there or whoever plays left field. I think he's a good match, much so, more so on defense than Soto. And it doesn't rule out a potential trade for Soto. It really doesn't because the Padres still may move him at the deadline. The word is they're going to hang on to him until at least the deadline. But if you still need an outfielder or a big bat, Stanton isn't getting done, getting it done, killing your offense, you know, around late July, you can say, hey, look, let's cut bait with Stanton and go get Soto. That could happen. But Bellinger, I think, still has a lot left in the tank. You see the numbers there, 307, 26 home runs, 881 OPS. From a skill standpoint, a lot of people point to his bad years with L.A. in 2021 and 2022. The truth is that he had kind of a down COVID year, as a lot of guys did. After winning the MVP in 2019, he hit 47 home runs that year. Drove in 115 runs, hit 305. so a guy who hits for average, low strikeout rate. But in the Mickey Mouse COVID season of 60 games, he hit just 239. But then after hitting a home run that ended up sending the Dodgers to the World Series, he did a forearm bash with Kiki Hernandez of the Dodgers. And it ended up messing up his shoulder. So he hurt his shoulder celebrating a home run. Big home run. But still, hurt himself on a on a forearm bash. Ended up separating his shoulder and needing surgery. So he, he gets the surgery. And the last two years have been... Awful. 21 and 22 were just really, really bad years for Bellinger. So he decides, you know, I don't think my swing as it used to be with this reconstructed shoulder is going to be able to get it done. So he went and rebuilt his swing last year to make up for his bad shoulder. And 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 let's be honest, the bad shoulder is something that... Um, and we're, you know, a lot of guys who have shoulder issues, we saw this with Greg Bird, we saw this with Miguel Andujar, it takes them a while to come back, if they ever come back at all. Now, thankfully, this wasn't the labrum. But he has to rebuild his swing in order to be able to put up the numbers that he, he used to. And he successfully did it. He signed a prove-it deal, and he went out and got it done. Take a look at his stat cast numbers, which are just absolutely phenomenal. You look at the batting and base running and fielding values, they're all well above average in the top 20% of the league. He's legitimately a great player. The chase percentage, not great. Hard hit percentage, down a little bit. Exit velocity, down a little bit. But he makes a lot of contact. He struck out way less than the average Yankee. If you look at his uh, standard numbers... I don't have I don't they're not coming up on 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 this uh oh here we go. He struck out 80 times this year. 
80 times. I mean, that's about half as much as a typical Yankee. Now, would I bet a 10-year contract on Cody Bellinger? No. Fangraph said today that he's probably going to get six years, $144 million. I think he's probably going to get more than that. I think he's probably going to get seven years, probably closer to 175. You're going to have a bidding war between the Yankees and the Cubs for him. Cubs have shown that they are going all in. They went out and got their manager, Craig Council, gave him the biggest contract ever for a manager, $40 million. And, you know, I I think that Bellinger coming to Yankee Stadium and taking aim at that short porch has a chance to make up for some of those down-year numbers that he had. Don't forget, this guy who had 47 home runs at one point, and he's still just 28 years old. So take a name at that short porch. It makes a lot of sense. Playing good defense makes a lot of sense. We've talked about this a lot. He can slide over to first base when it's time to replace him in the outfield, when Rizzo moves on, or if Rizzo doesn't rebound. You know, Rizzo's coming back from a concussion. Not everybody can come back from that. If Rizzo cannot come back successfully, I think you have to consider moving uh, Bellinger to first base and then bringing up somebody like Spencer Jones or going out and getting a Soto. So a lot of different wheels kind of in motion right now. But again, I'm guessing seven years, $175 million, probably an opt-out after about two years. That way he can hit the market again at age 30. And though I prefer Soto as a player and as a part of the Yankees lineup, and I know a lot of you do, you guys do too, the Yankees can do nothing about it if the Padres say they want to hold on to him. If they say, hey, look, we're going to hang on to him until at least the trade deadline, the Yankees can't just sit around and let other teams get better. So right now they're planning to back up the Brinks truck for uh, Cody Bellinger. And I think it makes a lot of sense. Till says, do you think Bellinger is risky? If he lost his swing in L.A., how would he be if he played like Gallo? Look, I I just explained it. He, He lost his swing because of an injury, and he's rebuilt his swing. And he looked good all year long. I think if he sticks to what he's doing, and you look, look at that hit that we just showed in the Diamond Vision. Just taking a pitch that's outside and poking it to left field. You never see Yankees do that. You need that kind of contact ability. Um, NES, the baseball guy, says, all about run prevention. Who cares? He is a good lefty hitter. Look, he's good at run prevention as well. He's a guy who will definitely save you runs in the outfield. And then Steven says, to be fair, his 47 Home run season was the juiced ball season. I'm not completely sold that th- that Major League Baseball is not going to go back to a juice ball at some point. They're trying to add more offense into this game. Supreme says, what about Trevor Bauer? I think that's a conversation worth ha- having, but it's another podcast. He was in some hot water because of some allegations that were made against him. It's turned out that, as my, my friend said so eloquently, it was a, a scheming-ass hoe. That was <laughs> behind this whole thing. And so he basically got screwed. Uh, and there's been some evidence that's come to light. And look, if he did nothing wrong, I got no problem with him. And he said the other day, there is no beef between him and Garrett Cole. I know a lot of people are going to bring that up. 
that's a media created thing. It sounds like so. Look, if he's willing to come to the Yankees and and he's willing, um, I I think it's a possibility. I think the Yankees have to consider it. Uh, BG says, "Give me Bellinger, Yamamoto, and trade for Kepler to platoon with Stanton." And then Javier Emisola says, "You guys watch Jason Hayward. Jason Hayward had a nice turnaround season." And then Baba Ganoush says, "Bellinger has the smoothest swing." In baseball, it is absolutely gorgeous. I hardly agree. All right, we're going to take some voicemails here. This first one is from Booker. Hi, Derek. This is Booker again, just continuing from... If he really cared about the fans... And this season was such a failure. Instead of raising the ticket prices that I pay 10%, he can lower it by 10%. Echo what the organization is doing for the fans. Number two, scouts. The reason why Cashman hugs his prospects is because they have more value in trade. Because his track record has shown whatever whatever players he brings up don't perform. Once they're up, they don't perform. They're not worth as much as when they were in the minor leagues. That's a good call. I'm going to cut you off right there. Booker likes to leave uh, nice and long voicemails. Uh, so, Booker, thank you very much for that. A lot of material to work from. So, first of all, ticket prices are not going down. I don't think we're asking the right question. And as far as the scouting thing goes and the minor leaguers go, I mean, look, Joel Sherman went at Cashman pretty hard at his press conference the other day where he said that, um, you know, the Yankees just haven't produced a lot of great offensive players out of their minor league system. And he really pressed him hard. And Cashman really said, you know, other than Judge, he really couldn't name much. He was like, well, Peraza, if, if he had gotten some playing time, well, you didn't give him playing time. You know, Volpe is going to be great next year. Well, what about this year? So uh, it was great to see. It's it's great in general to see the media pushing back on some of Brian Cashman's BS. Andrew B says, what about Josh Hader? I like Josh Hader, but if there's one thing that Brian Cashman is good at, it's getting relief pitchers for peanuts. You know, he got Clay Holmes. He got Wandy Peralta. I, I can't see him spending big on a closer position. And Hayter's a guy who's going to want to get paid. He's at that point in his career. Another voicemail. Yes, my name is Lucy Master. I have been a Yankee fan for all of my life. I am now 81. And when is Mr. Steinbrenner, may his father rest in peace, going to realize that Mr. Cashman needs to go? Thank you for calling in, Lucy. 81 years old, still calling into YouTube shows. I love it. I'm not sure that realization will hit Cashman or will hit uh, Hal Steinbrenner, but we can all hope. How are you doing, Derek? Uh, This is Andre. I had a uh, trade scenario. Um, I think this guy would be perfect for the Yankees. I'm not sure what you would have to give up to get him. And I don't know what his contract looks like, but... 
Um, Luis Arise will be perfect for that lineup. He'll help Judge anchor that lineup. He's not a Will and Bell type guy. This man hits for average. A Mattingly, a Gwen, a, a Boggs type player. You need a guy like that. That's going to go up there, command the strike zone, not strike out all the damn time, not swinging for the fences. The man puts the bat to ball, and he does it better than anybody in the majors, I think, at least the last couple of years. And I'm not sure what you, could ha- what you would have to give up, but I know Florida was interested in Torres, maybe make Torres um, the key guy in that trade, and maybe maybe package him up with maybe a Clark Schmidt, maybe a Peraza. It might need you might uh, might take three guys to get a ride. I'm not sure you if you could get them, but I think that's the perfect guy Cashman should be zoning in on. What do you think of him? What do you think? I love Luis Arise. Appreciate the uh, appreciate the call. Arise hit 354 this season. He hit 316 the season before that. 294 the year before that. He's still 26 years old, so he's getting better. He's a guy who could make a legitimate run at 400. Uh, you look at the sweet spot percentage, he's in the 100th percentile. So all he does is barrel up the baseball. Doesn't strike out very much. He's in the 100th percentile of whiff percentage and strikeout percentage. Doesn't walk very much. But, you know, the guy is just an offensive machine. I mean, look at his spray chart. All over the place, line to line. And that's how you hit for a high average. That's exactly what the Yankees need. 203 hits. Now, he's not a good defender. You know, he's played a little second base. He's played a little first base. I don't know where you hit him. If you could somehow get rid of Stanton, I would not be opposed to having Luis Arise as a DH, as a young DH, because I think it would add an element to the Yankees that they have not had in a while. Uh, John Daniel Munoz is in agreement. He says, I love Arise. Would love if the Yankees got him. Absolutely. Hey. All right, so let's take another one. This is from Anthony. Uh, this is Anthony. Um, I'm, I'm listening to the uh, one of the latest episodes, and uh, you know, I know Cashman with the uh, the, the, the this conference uh, or this meeting came out, and some of the comments were absolutely ridiculous. Um, but just the devil's advocate. I mean, you know, going after or criticizing, you know, going after the players, their uh, injury history. I mean, you know that that you know. It, look at Zach Wheeler, total, you know, a lot of history of injury, and he you was know, pitching great. Or look at a guy like Nathan Avaldi, ton of uh, history. Um, so if we're going to use that, then 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 those guys would never, you know, uh, you know, even be a target. Um, and then the other thing too that I just want to say is, is um, you know, when we talk about the Dodgers or the Rays, I mean, what have they done? I mean, what have they really done? I mean, Dodgers last two years get bounced out of the NLDS, 111 games two years ago. Rays have never won. Um, you know, so anyway, I don't know if that's the answer. Um, interested to see what they do. Appreciate the call, Anthony. So I think that the Dodgers have shown us that there is some credence to the whole crapshoot thing in the playoffs. Now, the Astros are the counter argument to that, right? Because they're in it year after year. I think you do need a mix of, you know, high priced veteran players and young talent. I think the Yankees need to go further in that direction. Uh, you see a potential double play keystone combo right there with Peraza and Volpe up the middle. Look, um, I, 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 I hear you, but 
the Rays have a much smaller payroll than the Yankees do, and they're in contention every year. They're obviously doing something right. Blue Jays win that division every year to the point where the Blue Jays, I mean, sorry, Blue Jays, that's the second time today I've done that. Dodgers win that division every year. And so it's gotten to the point where Dodgers fans are almost not interested in the regular season because it's become, you know, almost a given that they're going to win the whole thing. So Belly says, will Stanton do the right thing and retire if he doesn't have it this spring? All I got to say is, Stanton, do your job. I'm the guy who does his job. You must be the other guy. I don't think he's going to retire. I think, you know, giving up $98 million is a big thing to ask of anybody. But, uh, you know, it's to the point where he, he can't run. His legs are gone. I want to see which Stanton shows up this spring. Because, you know, this is a guy who's been an MVP. He's a obviously very talented, very accomplished athlete. And when you challenge those people sometimes, they can take it personally. So it'll be interesting to see if he takes it personally. Farewell and adieu to you fair Spanish ladies. I gotta get out of here! You gotta go, you gotta go. Game over, man. Game over. William Henry with an interesting quote. I'm going to put it back up. Says, no other owner but Hal Steinbrenner would let Cashman get away with that disgraceful press conference. The profanities, the anger. He represents the Yankees. I got to say, I agree. Bing! Bing! It was a disaster. It was embarrassing. It was not befitting of the Yankees general manager. I want to see less talk, less talk. One of my mottos is don't talk about it, be about it. And that's what I want to see from Brian Cashman. I'm off to the movies, going to go see a movie called The Killer. It's about an assassin. Should be pretty fun. And I will see you next time. Oh!